When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Buffs Inside Zone. I'm voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson, as we continue our series of introducing you, Buff Nation, to the new assistant coaches for Carl Durrell. Joining us here today in the Inside Zone is the quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, Danny Langsdorf. Danny, welcome to the podcast. And first off, how much have you learned the last few weeks here about virtual coaching? <laughs> yeah, that's a first. I uh, I haven't had to do that before. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure all that technology out. Uh, running meetings uh, through, you know, through the the virtual teaching and, and that part of it's been a little bit of a challenge. But I think our our guys are are, uh, you know, they're adapting pretty well and they're doing a lot of online stuff anyway. So I think they're probably having an easier time than we are. I asked one of the coaches the other day. I talked to. I said, "You're a football coach. Your job is to coach football. When there's no football to coach." What does a football coach do? This has got to be kind of surreal. So as a staff, what are you guys trying to do? Just get yourself organized, I'm guessing, to try to get caught up being that you're brand new before you can finally get back in the field with the guys? Yeah, actually, for us, being so late uh, in the in the cycle, I think we've probably benefited a little bit more than others just in the sense that we're getting on the same page, we're getting caught up in recruiting, uh, getting our, our installations together, and things that we were really behind on. Um, I actually think we've had a chance to catch up. So it's not like we are um, excited about this virus stuff or anything, but the fact that we've had a little bit extra time probably has benefited us more than others. You've had a number of stops as a coach. You've been at Oregon State. You've been at Oregon. So you've had a couple of stops in the Pac-12, Nebraska, Fresno State, spent some time in the NFL. Uh, the coaching world's a small world, so you always seem to kind of know anybody. Tell us about what you knew about Carl Durrell, if you had a relationship before you came here, and how you ended up becoming a Buffalo assistant coach. You know, I, I didn't have uh, a real close relationship. I had uh, crossed paths with him before. I think kind of funny, if you if you remember, uh, A.J. Kristoff was the was the defensive coordinator back in the New Heisel days. And, yeah. And AJ's son and I were college roommates, and we had come out to Colorado uh, on a spring break and went skiing and 
and visited uh, Boulder uh, when I was in college and, and met Coach Durrell. That was probably the only time I really spent a lot of time with him, uh, I did, or spent any time with him. Uh, so I didn't have much relationship. I had I had coached uh, Matt Moore at Oregon State, who was a quarterback that played for Coach Durrell at the Dolphins. Okay. Um, and so there was there was a couple connections here and there that that, that uh, we tracked back a little bit, but in terms of having a real relationship with him, not not much of one. Um, Lance Carl was a guy that I I had known um, kind of early in my career. I think he was a graduate assistant when I was when I was starting out. So we, there was a couple guys, uh, you know, just a a few connections that way um, through a couple people, but but nothing nothing real uh, solid. I hadn't worked with anybody on a staff. So it is a little bit new, uh, but it's, it's a great group of guys. I've, I've been excited about uh, being here already. So what was it that drew you to Colorado then? The institution, working for Carl? What? Tell me about what the appeal was for you. Yeah, I think all of it. I think it's a wonderful place to live. I've always thought that of, of my time. I've recruited in Denver a little bit. I've thought uh, the community surrounding uh, area is wonderful. It's a, it's a beautiful state. Um, I, I like, I love the the, the, the college, um, just the feel of it. It's a beautiful campus. Uh, Coach Durrell is a veteran guy that's, that's been coaching a long time and had, um, you know, had some success early on as, as a stint in UCLA and, and then, you know, of course, as an assistant. But, but being a longtime NFL guy, there's just been um, a lot of, you know, a lot of knowledge there, a lot of experience that I've been, I've been excited to, to learn from. Uh, being in the Pac-12, I think you know having my couple stops at, at Oregon State and Oregon, and, and uh, I think it's a great conference. It's a fun, you know, the, the, the teams are all very good and competitive, and um, there's just a lot of there's a lot of things about this job that were appealing to me. Um, you know, who I was working for, where I was living, the conference that we were in. I think there was just a lot of stuff to choose from and and to be excited about. What kind of quarterback, by the way, was uh, Danny Langsdorf? It depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, I think if it's around my kids and my wife, I was I was pretty good. Sure. I don't know. If, I don't know if everybody would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always know you wanted to be a coach? You know, my dad coached uh, for a long time at, at a Division three school in Oregon at Linfield College, and so I, I grew up around it. Um, I think because of that, I, I really was drawn to, to wanting to do that. I think. For me, it was probably, you know, kind of middle school, early high school that I, I kind of felt like that was that was what my passion was going to be, and I, I kind of went through college thinking that way. I sort of set myself up to be uh, in in the, you know, graduating in the winter and getting into being a graduate assistant right after I was done playing. You know, all of those things. I had that plan for quite a while, so sure. I do think that uh, for. Most of my life, I, I had thought that that's what I was going to do. You know, I think anybody that gets into coaching, uh, obviously from, from a football standpoint, you've got to love the game of football. I understand that. Now, that makes perfect sense. But there's also, it seems like, virtually everybody I've talked to over the course of, of my career about why they got into coaching, there's always at least some degree of wanting to make an impact and enjoying I think probably teachers have a similar kind of kind of uh, mindset that they can make an impact in, in a young person's life. Is that something that, that kind of resonates with you? I think it does for sure. You know, I think everybody's drawn to the to the game, you know, 
the X's and O's and all, and all of that of the game. But I, I do think, for me, the relationships and the teaching part of this is exciting. You know, I really, I've really enjoyed getting to know the players and their families, but but also, you know, being able to teach, teach what I know and pass it on, uh, you know, and make an impact when I did. And I think all of those things are what drives you in coaching. And, and I think if you're if you're not doing uh, the, or you're not excited about those things, you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. But I've, I've really enjoyed um, getting to know these kids and their families, and, and the teaching part of it for me is what it really drives me. So what do you think has changed for you as a teacher? What have you learned about how to guide young people over the course of your career? Well, I think it's funny. I think just recently it feels like the teaching uh, your teaching style has to change. You know, I think I think with the technology and, and social media and the immediate feedback that these kids have gotten just in a short amount of time, I'm talking the last five, ten years, it's, sure. it's, it's changed. You know, you've had to you, I've had to adapt and, and change. I can't, you know, I used to have long, long meetings and, and probably not very efficient work. And, and I think that, you know, nowadays you've, you've really got to change. I think attention spans are shorter and, and uh, kids get bored easier. You know, I just, I, I, I think you have to change a little bit your own philosophy. Otherwise you, you're behind the times. And I think, I think that's, what's been good about, um, you know, just, just, trying to be a better teacher is learning how to, to, to reach these kids in a different way. And I, I think that's, that's really changed in the last couple of years. Danny, you walk into kind of an interesting situation. Not only are you the new guy, so you come in, you take over a quarterback room, but you take over a quarterback room that doesn't have a lot of depth right now. you got a Tyler Lytle, who's played a little football for the Buffaloes. you got Brendan Lewis, a pretty highly regarded recruit coming in. When, when you first heard what the numbers are going to be like, what, what first crossed your mind? Or, or is that a positive in, in some ways, do you think? No, I think there's a little bit of both. I think the 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 uh, scary thing is guys that just haven't played very much. You know, there there's something to be said for game experience, and it's very hard to simulate it. Um, so that part of it, I think, um, that's a little concerning, just because you know, like I said, you, you have such a hard time simulating those things in practice. But at the at the, the other hand, is you've got some guys that are um, you know kind of a uh, clean slate, you know. Uh, they're, they're, they haven't, they haven't had uh, maybe a, a lot of uh, time in our system. A lot of the teaching that we're gonna that we're gonna implement with them is gonna be new. And so I think that we're not trying to break a bunch of old habits. And and I think that that part of it's gonna be kind of fun. I think they'll they'll respond quickly. I think they'll learn they'll learn some new stuff in a short amount of time, and we'll get them up to speed. So I, I'm excited about the group. It's not very deep. Um, but the other thing about that is you get a lot of good time with these guys. You don't have too many kids to, to deal with. You've got a, a few kids that you can really spend a lot of time with and, and get them going. So I, I'm excited about the group. What's the number one thing you look for in a quarterback when you're evaluating? I think they have to be accurate. Um, you know, I think you're, all, you're, you're always looking at the, the, the physical traits, the size and speed and sure. arm strength and all those things are they're pretty obvious but I think you got to be an accurate thrower I think um, the frustrations come when when you've got a quarterback that that has time has protection has an open uh, receiver and and he misses you know that that's that's because you because you you've created a good scenario and 
and then a guy's got to be able to throw a strike in there. So I think that's a, a big part of it. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, they come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, and, um, you know, some are, are going to be better throwers, some are going to be better runners. Uh, I think if you can have a guy that can do both, uh, but, be, but be an accurate thrower, I think is probably the number one thing I'm looking for. You know, you've worked with some pretty good quarterbacks over the course of your career. I know you spent time with the New York Giants with a guy like Eli Manning, who's a potential Hall of Fame guy. I've always wondered about the decision-making aspect, so the mental aspect of a quarterback. Do you try to evaluate that the best you can? Because obviously that's what those guys are doing a thousand times during a ball game, aren't they? Yeah, and I think that's a tough one to get off of film. I think you have to research that a little bit. You've got to dig deep into the into the coach. Um, you know, you got to get to know the kid and, and his family, and you know those, those things are really difficult to find out especially off a highlight tape because everything looks pretty good. <laughs> right. You know, so you you got to get into the game film and you've got to watch um, watch him play those games and kind of see the flow of the game to, to be able to say, gosh, boy, this, you know, this kid's making great decisions and throws or, or um, you know, maybe he's checking in the run game and you, you can see some of those things that he's doing in the mental, in the mental part of the game. Um, and you got, but you got to research that a little bit. You got to dig into what he's doing, what he's asked to do. So that, that part of it is not always easy to, to, to figure out about a kid in a short amount of time. You've got to put a little time into that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier you're an Oregon native. Uh, tell us about who comes with you. You mentioned a family a little while ago. Who comes with you to Boulder? Yeah, my wife, Michelle, and my two little boys, uh, Dawson and Carter. And mm-hmm. So they're nine and seven, and uh, they, they couldn't be more excited. They, they, uh, they, love, uh, they love the uniforms and the helmets and <laughs> the mascots and Ralphies. I mean, the whole deal, they are all in. So they, they've had a few stops here and there, and uh, hopefully uh, not too many more. We've, we've had a few moves lately that, uh, that we'd like to be able to, to settle down a little bit and, and not have to move. And um, So we are very excited about being part of the community and, and living in Colorado. It's going to be exciting for, for all of us. Hey, word is your wife was a pretty good softball player. Who's a better athlete between the two of you? Well, it, again, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> she, she's going to – I think she's going to um, – she's going to be tough to beat. I think uh, the fact that she can throw it around with the boys is pretty cool. <laughs> not many moms um, get drug into family football, basketball, and, and wiffle ball games. So she, she holds her own, and uh, – and she's pretty proud of that, and uh, we we're, we love having her with us. It's, it's usually been just the three of us, but we dragged her along, and, and she puts up a pretty good fight. I love it. Yeah, where is she? Was a pretty good softball pitcher back in the day. Hey, before we let you go here, when, when I googled you just to find out a little bit of your background, a, a story popped up that was so prominent. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about it. You donated a kidney during your time at at Oregon State to the wife of a fellow assistant coach. That, that's a, you know, we're, we're in this period of time right now where we're seeing a lot of folks giving and caring for each other. Uh, Danny, I, I'd say that that's the kind of story that uh, seems like you little went, been, went a little bit above and beyond. I mean, you've got to tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, our, our line coach, Mike Cavanaugh, he and I are, are good friends. Yeah. We, we were going through a, a – you know, a difficult kind of the end of the season, and, and he was having a hard time. His wife was really sick. Um, she, Lori, was close to dialysis. And anyway, we she had gone through a lot of um, 
well, a lot of tests and a lot of uh, potential donors didn't work out. So it was kind of a long story, but I ended up uh, getting tested, and I was kind of a lottery pick. I think I ended up matching uh, better to her than any of her family members. Wow. So it was it was pretty wild uh, that it, the way it worked out, but we ended up uh, being a really good match, and, and so we went through the winter, and then in May, the following you know, the following spring, uh, we had the surgery done, and um, it was really successful. I think we're going on, gosh, I can't even, I, I always forget how long, but we're a good 12, I think we're 12 years now. Okay. Going strong, and, and both of us are healthy and doing fine, so it, it's, it's been a neat story. Uh, you know, it wasn't anything more than just trying to help out the way best I could, and um, the way it's worked has been really fortunate, and everybody's healthy and great. Well, that is one heck of a story. God bless you with that, man. That, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal story. We're so proud and happy that uh, Danny Langsdorf is now part of the Buff family. It's great to have you here, and I just can't wait to get you guys to be able to get back in the football field with the players. Yeah, hopefully that will come soon. What a story. And the new quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, Danny Langsdorf for Carl Durrell and the Colorado Buffaloes as we put a wrap this week on the Buffs Inside Zone. I'm voice of the boss, Mark Johnson. We'll talk to you next time.